0: When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The Zone.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report from
0: Great way to start a December morning. No snow on the ground and temperatures pushing back up near 50 degrees again today. Good morning, everyone. Farm Director Pam Yonke, so glad you're along with us. Yeah, I'm like you, kind of pinching myself, wondering exactly when the weather is going to turn. I don't think we have to wait a long time for an answer on that. Stu Ag meteorologist, has weather details coming up. Our forecast for today, calling for a few morning showers, but otherwise, partly sunny skies. 50 are expected high today, tonight down to 33. Friday, some morning clouds, 44 the expected high. Saturday, a little bit more seasonable with 36. Sunday, rain and snow showers, 41 are expected high. And Monday, we're back to 32 degrees. much coming up with those weather details. Also visiting with Cody Costers from Everag in Chicago this morning. Uh, Omicron is the big news topic for Not only the media, but also the markets. How's it influencing our dairy trade? Cody's going to give us the latest news on that this morning as well.
1: Join us for our latest Gempler's Test Plot segment only on the Midwest Farm Report. Stephanie Hoff here, and this month I make Gempler's my one-stop shop for gifts. At the Gempler's store in Mount Horeb and online at Gempler's.com, I pick out clothing, gear, and tools to fit the lifestyle of my loved ones. Gempler's has the gifts that keep on giving, allowing you and yours to do what you love, smarter smarter faster, and safer in the new year. Follow along with me and our friends at Gemplers at MidwestFarmReport.com.
2: Been around the countryside any length of time, you'll see lots of blacktop and lots of concrete, lots of houses, and lots of shopping malls where farmland used to be. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and people might say, well, we're still growing plenty of crops because we got a lot of stuff to export. But Aaron, you talked to some folks that are making a major effort to keep farmland in the hands of farmers and in production, right?
3: Yes, sir. And you know, it's
2: kind of sad to see that I see that a lot
3: too. You know, you drive down the road and well, yep, that was once a farm field and now it's being developed as something else. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I had the chance to talk with Lori Stern, Executive Director of the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service or MOSES. And that's one of their big initiatives right now is keeping farmland in farmland instead of allowing it to change with something else. So they're looking for support from other people to alleviate some of these fees and work with some legislators, different things to make sure that this farmland stays available. Other than that, we also talked about their upcoming conference that's finally going to be in person in February in La Crosse.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, land, land access uh, is something that we've been working on for quite a while, um, probably the largest initiative at the moment is actually a collaborative effort between Practical Farmers of Iowa and Renewing the Countryside um, in Minnesota. So we have three states, uh, organizations from three states, coming together to really start addressing land access through the uh, an approach that involves basically land access navigators. So. Those would be folks that you can call that uh, have connections with potentially people that have land. Each of the states is bringing together a hub of various folks that would be involved in trying to find land, whether it's a real estate agent, an attorney, people that are knowledgeable about easements to make land more affordable. So we're each of us in our in our various states building uh, more localized hubs that will then be able to come together so that we can also address kind of the largest systemic barriers to the transfer of land to beginning farmers.
3: And, you know, I think that, you know, one thing that is tough these days is, you know, if our, I guess our ages, our average age of farmers in the United States is nearing kind of retirement age. And so land might become available, but, you know, when it comes to kind of whether it's going to urban or development or agriculture, that kind of, you know, is a, is a tough thing to handle sometimes.
4: Definitely. I mean, right now, throughout the pandemic and leading up to it, we were just seeing a spike in the value of farmland and a lot of interest in buying farmland, not necessarily from farmers themselves. And the farmland that's more around urban centers, so kind of in that suburban ring, even more expensive. And you think about farming and access to markets, that makes that land even more valuable for farmers who then wouldn't have to travel so far to sell their products at the same time is that those parcels definitely have development pressure and kind of that urban sprawl pressure that's driving up prices as well. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely the issues of just being able to find land or find out about land. I mean, for many of us that live in rural areas, you know how important relationships are. And so oftentimes when farmland does become available, it'll be a neighbor that will purchase it. And, you know, oftentimes the, that land is leased and maybe the leasee would be interested in it, which is, you know, that's a, that's a great option too in terms of, you know, getting onto land is trying to figure out fair and long term lease and negotiating those, which is also part of land access generally. Yeah, it's a super complicated picture in finding people that have land. Then there's a patience factor sometimes that plays in here. If it's a beginning farmer that is accessing a program, whether it's through, you know, a farmland trust or hoping to attach easements to make that land more affordable and and also enable a farmer to leave the land with the money that they had planned on um, having into retirement. And when these things take time and these purchase agreements take time, often it's much easier for somebody that potentially just has cash to come in and take the land right out from under farmers. So we're seeing that happening too, particularly with beginning farmers. And so many supports and things are needed. Our organization also does a lot of education and farmer education, business planning education, and production And all of the pieces that go into running viable farms and all of those things kind of have to be ready to go when a land purchase is about to be made, whether that's, you know, being able to go to FSA or go to a bank and say, hey, I have a farm business plan that's going to hold up. So there's just a lot of support that's needed in addition to just finding the land and figuring out where something might be available and then access to markets or how you're going to get what you're producing to where the consumers are.
3: And now obviously, you know, an initiative like this obviously needs support. And I see, you know, you're looking for others to, you know, contribute to help with this initiative to really, you know, get it off the ground and and help provide this land access for farmers in the Midwest.
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I know I've made comments about easements, and those are ways that we can protect land for whether it's for conservation or farmland. And those easements require funding to be able to purchase those easements and kind of have that in perpetuity to keep the price of land down. So that's one piece. Some of the policy pieces, those systemic issues that get in the way of people being able to have access to, you know, funding, whether it's equity funding or being able to, you know, get a mortgage on property and keep that affordable. Um, those are all activities that, you know, t- take some funding as well, um, as well as the education that farmers need to be able to access the land at all. So lots, lots of things um, to support when you're thinking about land access because it is so complicated.
3: Now, another thing that you say that Moses has coming up is your conference is going to be back in person this year. Tell us a little bit about that, You know how it feels getting back to having the in-person conference after missing it for a year, and some of the things that you're going to be talking about during the conference. Yeah,
4: we're super excited to be back in person in lacrosse. I've been with the organization just over a year, so I have never been part of the conference kind of from this side of it. I've definitely attended the conference. So I'm just really excited. And Last year's virtual event was great, but it's no um, substitute for being able to be in person and have those conversations in hallways. And of course, we're proceeding with caution and with safety in mind and really watching public health guidelines, but um, really looking forward to being in person. We have uh, keynotes that are going to be addressing issues around equity in organics and access to the organic certification uh, we're talking about the solidarity economy and thinking about ways to make um, our, our food systems more equitable, just, and fair. So those are kind of our keynotes that are cross-cutting. And then there are, of course, all sorts of great workshops that are being proposed by farmers themselves around production methods and markets and all of that. So we're really excited about the content. We're looking at doing a special event. So if maybe you're not a farmer wanting to go to the conference, but you're interested in kind of supporting those local chefs and farmers that used to supply to restaurants that were so hard hit during the pandemic. We're looking at doing an event on Thursday night, the 24th of February, that's really going to highlight kind of that intersection of um, cultural food and local food. So thinking about chefs that have cultural traditions and are bringing local food into those traditions and what that looks like and how we can taste that food and taste what's very Midwest about it, but also from other places about it. And so we'll have chefs there that will kind of talk about their inspiration for their dishes. It'll be a tasting event and an educational event. We're really excited about that, too.
3: That sounds great. Well, anything else that you'd like to add that uh, Moses has going on as far as initiatives or anything coming up that you want to touch on?
4: We're really looking at doing a deeper connection with a lot of the farmers that have attended our conferences, come to our field days. And really strengthen as best we can what we know to be kind of the organic movement and and making our food system more just and fair for everyone all along the supply chain from the you know basically from the farm all the way to the plate. And so in service of that, we're working with other organizations and are going to be building out a social network platform that will hopefully enable farmers from across production methods to start interacting with each other kind of a think about, I guess, social media, like a Facebook and Instagram. Without being Facebook and Instagram, it'll be kind of our community coming together, you know, producers of whether it's grazed livestock, you know, being able to then connect with each other about the challenge of meat processing. So it would be a platform, a place where people can get information, can connect with others, can find folks around um, where they live. And I think this will also be a great place for some of that land access work to land as well, so that who's looking to transition out of farming and is looking for a farmer to make sure that land stays in farmland. And um, so hopefully a place to connect as well as to, to build a movement for a fairer food system, again, all the way from, from our fields to the people that process the food and move it through the system to the consumer where it eventually ends up. And we're all eaters, so important work
3: definitely definitely well that's Lori stern executive director of the midwest organic and sustainable education service or moses with an update on some of the things that they have going on right now if you're interested in attending their upcoming conference again that's going to be held february 24th through the 26th in La Crosse, wisconsin and to register and for more information you can visit mosesorganic.org from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison i'm aaron zimmerman
5: this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam
6: Youngke. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Rinnai tankless water heaters, the number one-selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai tankless water heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing.
3: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
7: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business.
3: Benjamin Plumbing.
8: There goes Cam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Brought to you by Cleary Building Corp. Built with pride before the shamrocks applied. Visit ClearyBuilding.com to explore their buildings. Equity Livestock Cooperative, marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau is celebrating 100 years as the state's largest general agriculture organization. Join now at WFBF.com.
5: Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Boy, and I'll tell you, probably the best part of the day is out there right now when it comes to temperatures. Let's find out what's happening with our weather for today. Stu Mock, Meteorologist, along with us. Honestly, I, I said it before, kind of got to pinch yourself when you get up this morning. I think this is about as warm as we're going to go get, though, right now, isn't it?
10: Yeah, I think this is the warmest spot of the day. I mean, I'm looking at temperatures at airports around a lot of upper 40s, 51, both at Fond du Lac and Madison. Well, my thermometer only says 44. Nonetheless, a very, very mild beginning to the day. And I expect it is still going to be a pretty mild Thursday, no doubt. But a weak front has dropped down in the southern part of Wisconsin. And to look at weather radar does indicate... Oh, just around Monroe and further south into northern Illinois, a little sprinkly light rain this morning. That stays off to the south and will dissipate pretty quickly today. But nonetheless, we all are in for a pretty nice day. Some sunshine, very mild air, only cooling a few degrees as we head toward the afternoon. The wind's not quite so strong, but there will be some gusts again. So a a brisk day, if you will. But all in all, pretty nice for the second day of December. Now, there is another front off to the northwest. It begins to drop on in, and because of that, As we make our way on toward uh, late tonight or just into early Friday, there could be a few sprinkles in the far south. Maybe some snowflakes a bit further north, certainly northeast of Madison. A little uh, light snow may be seen as we make our way through late tonight or just into early Friday. But it's not going to accumulate. It's not going to be a major storm by any means. Temperatures do remain a little cooler with that secondary boundary for Friday cooling off for the weekend in fact a lot more like normal at least back in the 30s and at the same time there'll be a little sunshine for Saturday another weak system a lot of activity zipping through to our north another small chance of a little bit of that snow or some rain and snow as we head toward early Sunday or later on in the day once again I'll have forecast details right after this (laughs)
11: Farmers understand the power and the value of the sun. They understand return on investment. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is an opportunity to get rid of that energy bill. Farmers understand taking expenses away. They they just get it. It's the difference between renting and owning. You are renting your energy currently, okay? Own your energy. It's a no-brainer. You are going to have that energy bill. You're going to. It's a known expense that every farm has, put a solar field in, put a solar system in, and now make your own energy. It's a business decision, just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. You should reach out to us, and we will come out to look at your farm for a very specialized, specific quote for you. Even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill.
9: Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com
0: to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. All righty, Stu, the good news, probably coming to an end as far as temperature, but it's, it's going to kind of wane slowly. It's not like we're going to cut off uh, these 50s real fast, right?
10: Oh, no. Oh, we're not going to pull the rug right out from under you just today. I mean, we slowly start to drop back down toward the weekend. For today, of course, expect some sunshine, a pretty fine day. Well, it could seem a little breezy now and again. For most of us, we may be at our warm spot or may warm a degree or two early today. Upper 40s, around 50 or so. The northwest winds, 5 to 15. There will be some gusts up around 30 now and again. Overnight, the clouds develop, and late in the night, some very light rain or a bit of a rain-snow mix. Real light precipitation. It may mean a little slippery spots as we head toward early Friday. Look for the nighttime low in the low and mid-30s. Northwest winds become southeast in the night about 5 morning clouds that very light rain or snow oh i'd say if it sticks around even in southern wisconsin till 10 or so tomorrow morning that should be about it some sunshine breaks through later in the day Oh, mid 40s south winds become northwest in the day then about 5 to 15 mostly sunny cooler saturday about 36 the northwest winds at 5 to 10 and then back in the low 40s friday but on saturday on sunday excuse me in the low 40s on Sunday, but that little sprinkly rain snow stuff could be around, Pam, late Saturday night into early Sunday, and it just starts to cool a bit then into next week. Next week's temps, certainly on the normal or cooler than normal side, look to be rolling in.
0: You know, I just got a text from Stan. He's getting excited for Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's uh, annual convention this weekend, and as he aptly pointed out, every time that convention shows up, The weather starts to uh, change, and it looks like it's going to be right on time again this weekend, huh?
10: Yeah, we get that little change, especially Saturday night, Sunday, so
0: be ready. There we go. All right, we'll catch up with you tomorrow and get some more details for the weekend. Thanks, Stu.
10: Sounds good. Take care.
0: Stumacher, ag meteorologist, with the weather details that you are looking for. Don't forget, details is what we're all looking for when it comes to this Omicron and uh, what it's doing to our marketplace. Cody Coster, one of the broker market analysts with EverAg out of Chicago, going to be stepping in live this morning and giving us the latest details influencing the markets.
5: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
6: Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an a certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater.
7: Looking
9: for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique Funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street, Goodman's Jewelers.
1: So, you want to drive a Tonka truck? Well, roll up your sleeves and get ready to play in the dirt. Kalani Topsoil is looking for more people that know their dirt. Full-time seasonal
11: positions are open for CDL dump truck drivers. Our family business will make sure you're home every night. There's competitive benefits, and you'll drive updated equipment.
5: Take
1: it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Apply at KalaniTopsoil.com. Now that's good pay dirt.
9: Do you need health insurance? Hello, this is Trish. Prices have dropped due to COVID relief. If you've looked before and couldn't afford a plan, look again. Most people get financial help no matter what they earn. And four out of five people can now find a good plan for $10 or less. This covers routine checkups, pharmacy, mental health, and much more. Get help from a nonprofit in your community. Call the 211 Helpline or visit wiscovered.com to find free help near you. Paid for by Covering Wisconsin.
7: Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? Emsculpt may be your answer. A skincare Minute with skincare Expert, Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called Emsculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. Emsculpt works! One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more.
9: Let your natural beauty shine through.
7: View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com.
12: Our traffic laws are important safety rules designed to protect all of us. Sometimes though, even if you do everything right, another driver may break those rules. Clifford and Raihala knows how often negligent drivers break the rules, how drunk or distracted drivers cause serious injuries and millions of dollars in other losses every year. While no one can eliminate the risk from negligent drivers, there are important steps you should take after a crash to protect yourself from additional harm. If you've been injured, you need skilled attorneys who have the knowledge and experience to help you recover all of your losses. At Clifford & Rihala, we help people who have been hurt when someone else breaks the rules. We'll be there for you to help make things right. For
9: relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford & Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com.
13: But I was perusing uh, the internet. I was, uh, I was surfing the World Wide Web. Fired up the internet. Got it. Yep. Thankfully, I'm, uh, I've am i graduated from the dial-up modem. But I was surfing the World Wide Web. Did you ever have the AOL CDs with the minutes on them? Uh, no. Back in the day? Nope. Yeah. You weren't missing anything. We just went straight to dial-up. You weren't missing mm-hmm. anything, yeah. dude. I had dial up until I was 18 years old like it was brutal. If you wanted to see if you wanted to see a boob on the internet, it took like 10 minutes to load a picture. I think it was like it was like just, just, I had on, a dial up up.
8: up up until my senior
13: year of high school. Yeah, same. So. so my senior year was 06. Your was 03? 03. Yeah. And then when well, I went to when I went to UW 02, Whitewater, 03, but yeah. So. Went to UW Whitewater, all of a sudden we had this thing called uh, Direct Satellite Link.
8: Yeah. We, so we'd we'd moved, moved houses. I was like, whoa,
13: fast internet. We moved is this? houses prior to my senior year. So yeah.
8: then we upgraded the internet from dial up to whatever it was. 06. At the time. What
13: a time to be alive for me, RJ. Uh, you, once you got your college email address, you could sign up for a thing called Facebook. Yeah. And I had fast internet. Yeah, Facebook used to be a place, believe it or not, only college kids, only college kids, and you couldn't like anything. Probably should go back to that. And we would just post pictures of us doing like keg stands and partying at like barrel, you know, basement barrel parties. Poke wars. Poke. No one fought about politics. No they just, one. They had poke wars. No one's crazy aunt or uncle shared disinformation. There wasn't. There wasn't even memes. No, it was literally just. I'm going to have your posts post were
8: music quotes or music lyrics.
13: Yeah. And your Facebook status are Ebo is or RJ is. Yeah. Like is was automatically in there. And then um, the relationship statuses were single, in a relationship, married. It's complicated. It's complicated or just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> they took away that one. Yeah, they did. Is, is it complicated? I have no idea. Anyways, that was... Or did that come around, around later?
8: <coughs> or actually, wasn't it just single in a relationship just for fun? Yeah, just for fun. Those three. Yeah. Because they assumed no college kids were married, and then BYU got into it. Yeah. Anyways, I was surfing
13: the <laughs> I was surfing the World Wide Web. <laughs> You're correct, G-Dub. Trying to see boobs on dial-up did suck. I was surfing the World Wide <laughs> Web today, this morning, thankfully on fast internet. Not dial-up. Woo. And I saw this interesting article. It was... um. I was talking about the NBA draft. NBA 2020 draft top 100. Stock watch. 2020? 2022, excuse me. Oh. 2022 NBA draft top 100 and stock watch. Who's on the move? And I'm like, I'm curious to see who's on this list. So I go in. Here's pick number one. uh, That skinny, slender man looking guy for Gonzaga, Chet Holmgren. Slender man. Well, he's so skinny. You know what I'm saying? Like He's like a string bean, but he's a baller. And then I go down to number two, you know, it's someone out of Duke. I go down to number three. Is that that pa- Paolo Paulo uh, Benchero. And then I go to number three. It's Jabari Smith for Auburn. And then I go down to number four, and it's uh, Jaden Ivey for uh, – no, that's number five. is Jaden Ivey for Purdue. And then I scroll down a little more, RJ. It's Kendall Brown. He's uh, number 19, you know, for Baylor. I go down a little farther on the list for the NBA draft watch and stock, and who's on the move? Johnny Davis is on the first page of the 2022 NBA Draft Stock Watch. Okay. This is a fantastic thing, and also at the same time, it is a bad thing. (laughs) It's great for Johnny Davis. It's great to have some eyes on the program and saying, hey, the Badgers can have a guy like this, who at the Maui Invitational is averaging 23.6 points, 6.6 rebounds, and 2.3 steals on 48% shooting. From two, and 46% from three. You got balling. 30-point his career high against number 12 Houston, a, a Final Four team. Great for Johnny Davis. Great for the eyes of the program, right? But also yeah. you look at it like, please, dear God, don't leave after this year. Because <laughs> you are what makes the Badgers go. RJ, double-edged sword kind of here, isn't it? I, I mean, it's uh, great. I mean, it's he's, great.
8: He's playing well, but I, I still think, I mean, and who knows by the end of the year. But... Just seeing his game right now, I think he'd still be better served coming, coming back.
13: Yeah, he's still a little raw, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, 38th on the top 100 board for the NBA draft. They put him at number 38, and the stock is rising. So
8: right now, it puts you at a second-round pick. Yeah. But, I mean, and honestly, some of those guys don't even make rosters.
13: No. So it would behoove—now, obviously, the season's young, right? You got the Big Ten ACC challenge continuing on tonight. Badgers playing against Georgia Tech. Seasons young. Is Patrick Baldwin Jr. on that list? <laughs> I saw Johnny Davis. I immediately stopped scrolling. So I have to go. I have <laughs> to keep going.
5: Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Well, we're going to get connected with some fun starting tomorrow. It is the beginning of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's annual business conference up in Wisconsin Dells at the Kalahari Resort. And the Midwest Farm Report team is going to be along with the Young Farmers Conference starting tomorrow afternoon through Saturday. Looking forward to seeing you there. And here's another opportunity to interact with us. Next week, Tuesday, December 7th at 2 p.m., we are going to be hosting a virtual travel show talking about our upcoming Four Island Hawaiian Farm Tour, March 21st through April 2nd. Now, if you join us 2 p.m. next Tuesday online for that virtual travel show, you'll be rewarded with a $100 travel voucher that you can use to join me on our trip to Hawaii. If you'd like more details or would like to RSVP, you can call 888-867-2190. That's 888-867-2190. And now you know. Now from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. So today, the second day of December, not a lot of big items that I saw in history. On this day in 1939, LaGuardia Airport in New York City finally opened its doors. It was the first carrier to regularly provide passenger service to the New York area. LaGuardia opens on this date in 1939. On this day in 2001, Houston-based Enron filed for bankruptcy, an energy company that uh, reported widespread accounting fraud. All of a sudden, everybody was talking about it, forced it to declare bankruptcy on this date in 2001. And now you know.
5: Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Time again to visit with our friends from Alcivia. All together now, you can find them online, com. And today, we find out a little bit more about some of the questions that a lot of farmers are asking themselves right now. What do I do at the end of the year? We've been hearing so much, Bob, about the cost of inputs next year. You had a chance to find out a little bit more on some of the strategies farmers should be thinking about, huh?
2: Absolutely. And I talked to Wendy Myers from Alcivia and don't wait till the end of the year. Her recommendation as far as lining up your financing for seed fertilizer and other input costs for the new year. Wendy is uh, the lead at Verity, a part of Alcivia Cooperative. And I asked her, what part does Verity play at Alcivia and how do the groups fit together?
1: Verity Business Solutions is 100% owned by Alcivia. It is our financing division of Alcivia so um, we've been in existence since 2014 and um, Alcivia has owned us since that
2: point in time so how do farmers use it as far as uh, financing is concerned are we talking across the board agronomy leasing seed purchases take us through that scenario
1: yes Verity offers our growers a wide variety of financing options Obviously, you know, agronomy, we can, you know, crop inputs, any type of, you know, fertilizer, seed, services, chemicals, anything with that. We also provide, um, you know, financing for nutrition customers for their plastics, inoculants, and acids. Also help energy, you know, any farm fuels, Verity can finance those as well. And then um, on the equipment side of things, we do provide some leasing options for equipment as well as term loan options for
2: equipment as well. So how does it actually work as far as the farmers getting involved? Is it one loan covers everything, the leasing, seed purchasing, their agronomy needs, or is it individually based on their needs?
1: One loan can cover the majority of that. Um, you know, equipment leasing and the equipment terms, we can, you know, set up different financing options for that because, you know, all the there's different, you know, years and rates and all of that associated with that. But on the Verity Loan side of things, one loan can cover all of your purchases that qualify through, you know, in nutrition, energy, and agronomy.
2: As we get into this last month of the year, Wendy an advantage to maybe explore this in December before the end of the year? Definitely.
1: This time of year is a a great time to look at, you know, securing your 2022 purchases, you know, on the crop input side of things. Um, This time of year we do a lot of prepay, um, for seed, chemicals, agronomy, things that they may need to show up before the end of the year. And also, it gets you, you know, thinking ahead and um, taking advantage of, you know, the pricing that's out there right now and being able to lock in those needs so that, you know, going forward when harvest start, starts, you're all ready to go. The financing is there. Some of your products have already been paid for, and you can just get going with, you know, doing, going about your day.
2: What kind of numbers do the farmers need to supply you at Verity Business Solutions so that the process is speeded up? So you don't have to start digging for numbers from them.
1: Yeah, so there's just a you know one page application, a very simple application. We can you know walk you through pretty much what the grower needs to provide us is you know we do just like a mini balance sheet, just a general snapshot of where their financials like assets and liabilities. Um, you know what their crop planning needs are for the next growing season um, it's a very simple application to fill out and our Verity team members you know will help you through that process
2: and now is the time to get her done as the cable guy would say right in December
1: that's right get her done early so that you know you're ready to go when harvest starts and we can also help, you know, figure out if there's other needs on your farm that you are looking for, you know, from all of our other divisions that you may not realize that Alcivia can provide as well as Verity can provide.
2: Lots of things Alcivia Cooperative can provide, including that financing through Verity Business Solutions. Contact Wendy Myers and her staff. Wendy is the Ag Loan Manager with Verity Business Solutions, working with and through Alcivia Cooperative.
3: Gamplers has Carhartt for the whole crew this season. In stock and ready to ship to you today. Jackets, sweatshirts, hats, gloves, and gear to keep you and your hardworking team warm all winter. Plus, get free gifts with orders of $100 or more. Gamplers helps you stock up on Carhartt while giving you a little something extra this holiday season. Shop Carhartt and other favorites at Gimblers.com
0: or shop their store in Mount Horeb. Aloha! Pam Yankee inviting you to join me on an agriculture tour of all four of the Hawaiian Islands, March 21st through April 2nd. We'll enjoy tropical scenery, learn about Hawaii's unique agriculture, touring a pineapple plantation, learning about salt harvesting and more. Visit HolidayVacations.com or better yet, call them 888 888- Five five seven ten twenty 557 1020 for a free brochure. That number again, 888-557-1020. Cody Koster, one of the broker traders with EverEgg in Chicago, is going to be joining us in just a moment. As you probably are hearing, Omicron is the big conversation topic, not only in the media, but also in the market. We'll find out what it's doing to dairy markets when we talk with Cody in just a moment. Actually, an overnight electronic trade, Dow Jones Industrial Average trying to gain back some of the ground it lost yesterday. Now up over 300 points. Our grain trade is firm after a soft Wednesday. Right now, March corn is up six cents at five seventy-seven and three quarters. January soybeans are up four at twelve thirty-two. The wheat for March is up thirteen cents at eight o three. July wheat up eleven cents at seven ninety-seven. Right now. Yesterday, barrel and block cheese were both unchanged in Chicago. w a butter managed to gain a penny at $1.98 per pound. The fluid milk for January closed eleven cents lower yesterday at eighteen ten. February milk dropped thirty one cents at eighteen fifty four a hundredweight. Omicron being a part of our conversation these days has got many doctors reaching out to rural residents. Reminding them that they need to get vaccinated and protect themselves during the holidays. One of those doctors, Dr. C.K. Babcock, is a clinical associate professor at Marshall University. He is specifically focused on trying to reach rural residents where he says numbers are lagging behind because of fear of vaccination.
12: Rural areas have been hit really hard and part of that is because of their fear of vaccination. We have a lot of people that are afraid to do it, and I'm from a rural area, and I understand that there's people out there that are scared. I know that our rural areas have been hit really hard. There's about 35% of rural Americans that are unvaccinated. That actually counts up to about 10% more than the urban counterparts. Without question, vaccination is the most important thing we can do. However, don't forget common sense to Washing your hands, wearing a mask, when you're indoors, wearing a mask around other people, common sense goes a long way. And the vaccine's wonderful. It's going to help us prevent severe disease. Using common sense is going to help, too.
0: Dr. C.K. Babcock, he's a clinical associate professor at Marshall University who is focused almost entirely on trying to get rural communities to step up and get vaccinated. He said even today, somewhere between 70 and 80,000 Americans are getting infected with COVID every day. He said we're also still getting about 1,000 people every day dying from COVID. So he is very much trying to mobilize rural areas to get vaccinated and protect yourselves in the upcoming holidays. Well, he's coming up next. It's our man Cody Coster from Ever Ag in Chicago with an update on the dairy trade.
5: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
12: In Wisconsin, recent crash data show that someone is injured or killed in a crash involving an inattentive driver every 46 minutes. Cell phones usually make our lives easier, but when they're misused, serious harm can result. Drivers who read and send text messages while they drive endanger all of us and can cause catastrophic injuries. At Clifford & Rihala, we help people who have been injured by distracted drivers And we know how common that negligence is. Clifford and Rihala urges you, please don't text while you drive. By making smart choices on the road, you can protect yourself and help prevent crashes. If you've been injured by a distracted driver, call us. We'll help you.
9: For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala. Hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street, Goodman's Jewelers.
5: You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: We can hear him at a distance as well this Thursday morning. Cody Koster, broker analyst with EverAg, is joining us live this morning to kind of give us a latest update. Uh, Omicron is what everybody's talking about in the media and in the marketplace. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has been on a wild ride one day up, the next day down substantially, and commodities have followed. So, Cody, not necessarily that... Omicron is having an impact directly on dairy. But, boy, you just can't escape it as a headline for the markets, can you?
14: No, I I think you hit it right in the head there, Pam. Uh, Friday, as we saw the Dow and S&P take a a major dip, we kind of assumed that things were going to follow suit in the commodities world, and and they did in corn, soybeans, and and wheat. Uh, And then dairy, of course, opened up Sunday night about 45 lower, kind of hovered around 30 lower until people got in their chairs Monday morning and got back to, to work there. But I think the biggest thing is there's a lot of unknowns right now. Um, How is it going to affect people, number one? And if it is a big factor and we need to get, uh, you know, go into another lockdown, how is that going to affect import exports? How is that going to affect relations with other countries? You know, so on and so forth. I think the biggest thing is there's so much unknown about this new variant that no one really has a great grasp on it at this point.
0: Curious, though, after we've lived through as much as we've lived through in the pandemic, do you think dairy, for example, is more resilient, more able to flex if those things do start falling into place?
14: I think the dairy will be able to flex. I think the part that I'm worried about is if people go into lockdown and these folks can't get the cheese plants and, and butter plants to work, now we have a whole new disaster onto our hands. You know, do they call those folks um, you know necessitary workers? they have to be getting to work to get this product out i'm not really sure if they lock everything down uh, I, I think we're in for another probably early 2020 that we saw
0: right right well we'll wait and see don't want to put the cart in front of the horse there as far as uh, omicron but let's talk a little bit about what has been influencing the markets so that's a little bit more tangible uh global milk production still a big conversation topic isn't it cody
14: It is. And this past week, New Zealand actually released their production for October, and they were down 3.3% year over year. Now, we have to remember, this is during peak production time for those folks. This is a big deal. This is a lot of things I think Omicron has kind of uh, cast a shadow over what's really happening over in New Zealand, because being peak production, being down almost 3.5% is huge. Now, a lot of this is to do, talking to farmers over there, a lot of inflation costs. Uh, environmental pressure from the government, and also regulations that are coming about are really having a huge effect on these dairies, cutting milk, cutting cows, and some of them just going completely out of business and, and calling it a career.
0: Boy, that's a major impact on that Oceana market, uh, which the U.S. doesn't necessarily play a big role in, at least not up until now.
14: No, correct. Correct and rolling into this coming Tuesday, this is going to be one. Of, I think it's one of the two or three times of the year uh, that the GDT auction will be on the third week, not every other week. So we have GDT coming up this coming week, and a lot of folks are looking to see can cheese and butter sustain their high, you know, high two dollar effects that they have over there and if so does that mean we need to bring our commodities up to meet those i know that's been the big talking point the past month month and a half every time gdt comes about we have a great day in our market and the next day everything kind of settles right back down again so this this next gdt is going to play a big role in seeing what we're going to have for the month of december in my opinion
0: well and it's not just New Zealand that's seen their milk production taper off. I also noticed uh, Germany France they saw a lessening of milk production. so if we get through the global dairy auction tomorrow Cody and maintain those prices, could that also be a signal that uh, it's time to move higher?
14: I think it could be I, as soon as we get through it on Tuesday, I do believe that uh, you know with with the known facts that these countries are anywhere from Two to, I think I saw 4% lower on one of them. I don't have it in front of me, and I can't remember which country it was, but uh, if you're 4% lower year over year, that, that's huge. I mean, think about what our market did, what, uh, two weeks ago when our milk production came out 0.5% lower. I mean, that, you're, you're talking about some big swings in the market that could happen, not just now, but also long-term. If they're going to be negative uh, milk production for the next couple months, this is bringing in a huge aspect for the United States products to get shipped overseas. Now I think the big problem problem talking to folks is the actual shipping problem that we're still having. I mean there's still boats floating out in the seas that we can't get unloaded to get reloaded. So we need to fix that problem or or at least help that problem a little bit to really help our market out in my opinion.
0: Cody Koster is along with us, one of the broker analysts with Ever Ag, uh, headquartered in Chicago with Platville as well. Uh, ever.ag is their website if you want to find the phone number and get in touch with people like Cody. And like we said, really this is going to be a day-by-day story, Cody, on whether or not the United States maintains its position as the cheapest source for dairy in the world. And like we said, Oceana potentially opening up to us.
14: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Day by day is kind of what people are taking it. And we have to remember last week was was a short week in the market. It was pretty slow. People visiting visiting family for Thanksgiving. Um, So it was a little bit slow. But now that people are kind of back in the saddle working again, things are getting accomplished and and we got some deals getting done. Uh, So the market could really start moving here real soon.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Well, appreciate the update, Cody. Have a great week. Cody Koster again joining us live this morning with the latest update. Um am That's something that everybody's going to be talking about. But when it comes to dairy, keep your eye on, like you see said, that uh, global dairy trade, that auction next Tuesday could be a real benchmark as it comes to U.S. dairy and not just global dairy. We'll keep you posted on all that and more. Catch up with you tomorrow morning with our final Friday fiesta. This
5: is the Midwest Farm Report.